Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Daily Stock Trading Podcast in my ears. Guiding me through my hopes and fears. Tune in daily. Don't miss a single show. It's Wednesday, it's hump day, December 27th, and I got some notes here. No show tomorrow. I'm driving back to Atlanta. Um, There may be a newsletter, so sign up for the newsletter. If you're not signed up for the newsletter, it's dailystockpick.substack.com. You can get there or anywhere you want on this podcast from the link tree, linktr.ee slash dailystockpick. You can get uh, TrendSpider, Seeking Alpha, all that stuff on the um, link tree. But uh, yeah, if, if a newsletter happens tomorrow, great, probably not, but it's a bonus. Again, it's free, so um, it's a bonus. Um, if you want to track these stocks and stuff on you, for yourself while I'm on the road, get TrendSpider. That's the best deal. I did get a question about the paid newsletter. So the paid newsletter, and I go over this all the time, it is a bonus. It is on the weekends where I tell you about when I buy, when I sell. It's much more personal. It's more into the strategies that I employ personally. You're welcome to subscribe. There's nothing in there that's, oh, oh my God, he didn't go over this on the podcast. A lot of this stuff is <clears throat> things that I go over on the podcast, um, but there's some additional notes, additional things, and people seem to like it. Uh, I've got a ton of uh, new subscribers over the past week or two. Uh, I've gotten some great notes about people who have followed the podcast. Remember, the podcast is more about trying to help you find a strategy that that works for you. My strategy doesn't always work for everybody, but just like um, you know, people who follow Buffett, people who follow uh, Bill Ackman, people who follow uh, you know Ray Dalio, uh, legendary investors. Uh, it can create your strategy. So that's what a paid one is. It's really and it remember the paid. If you're listening for a while, but if you're new, I'll go over the story. I never meant to start a paid newsletter. Essentially, what happened was your boy here's a boomer, and I screwed up. Uh, I started charging people um, who had quote unquote pledged. I didn't know what pledge meant meant on Substack, and what it meant was when I started charging people. Um, it, it automatically started charging the pledgers. So I just wanted to see what the, the pricing structure was. And I hit charge and it started charging people. And thankfully, um, the tens of people who, who had pledged, uh, cause I had just started the newsletter said, yeah, we don't want to refund. Just keep continuing publishing stuff. We're happy to, you know, support you. So I, I sincerely thank them. Uh, I think every, uh, I think I put thank you in every paid newsletter, because um, I really do appreciate the support. But a question came in about the paid newsletter. Um, does it include the algorithm? And the, the, this was from a college student, and, and my, my answer was no. It does not include the algorithm. The algorithm, just so we're fully clear, it's a, strat, a backtesting strategy that's built into TrendSpider. So it, essentially, it, 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 like you see on your screen, it, it gives you the entries and the exits. Uh, it, but it's a backtesting strategy that's built in there. What that means is it does use indicators. 
Uh, all of those indicators are, and, and how I use them, how I develop the algorithm, how myself and uh, my buddy Steve developed the algorithm around COVID, all of that is in the paid newsletter. That's what I talk about, the strategy and things of that sort. It, but it identifies by the, the TrendSpider algorithm identifies bias and sales. You're not getting that. You are getting the charts in the paid newsletter. Um, but what I provide more of is the theories behind why I built the algorithm, how I built the algorithm, what the indicators are that use the algorithm. Um, but you only get the algorithm in TrendSpider. So that's what it is. Uh, yesterday's market, here's the heat map, yawn. AMD was up, Intel was up, chips were up, NVIDIA was up, Microsoft was uh, kind of flat. Everything, I mean, it's just, eh. we're in a Santa Claus rally. I'll go over Tesla. Um, Tesla's got a pretty good 53rd week of the year, uh, seasonally. So eh. I think that's leap year, but we'll we'll look at it a little bit. But yesterday, nothing super like stupendous. Um, I will put in the newsletter, here's some quotes <clears throat> from Tom Lee and Katie Stockton. Uh, Tom Lee on the fundamentals of financials. Interest rates are falling and mortgage, mortgage rates uh, will fall. And uh, that will improve asset quality for the banks and also unlock demand for loans and reignite lending. So they should help regional banks and financials. Financials are under-owned by hedge funds right now. They are like the energy stocks of 2021. Huge, huge quote from Tom Lee, who has been more right than wrong. Now, Katie Stockton, who's a technical uh, trader or a manager uh, looking ahead in 2024, it'll be financials. Uh, she thinks the financials will lead. The sector is second behind technology in the S&P waiting, and it has a base breakout in absolute and realty terms from uh, SPX. It's contributing to the recent improvements in breadth and has potential to continue doing so with the breakouts. So what I did was with those two quotes, <clears throat> I said, you know, let's look at X XLF. You can see year to date uh, versus SPY, uh, it's, XLF is only up 11%. I say only, but XLF. I mean, if you had 11% in a sector in a year, you're happy. You get 26 in the S&P, you're like, you know, doing backflips uh, year to date. DPSD is down 52%. You can see this one in March just broke down uh, and it hasn't come completely back. So while we look at DSPT, uh, by the way, I did want to point out before I get to that chart, just look at how good the algorithm has been in, in the NASDAQ. Just QQQ. We had this big run from April to June. Uh, it got you out in August with a 17% gain. Kept you out of the July downturn, uh, or I'm sorry, the August downturn. Got you back in August 22nd for a nice 2% gain. Kept you out of that September downturn for a couple of weeks. Got you back in October Got you a nice 0.32%, not great, but you know, 1% in, in that October, but it kept you out of that big downturn. And then it gets you back in for this big upturn and you're still in QQQ. But back to the financials and DPST. Uh, when we talk about DPST, this is the triple levered regional banks. And so when Katie Stockton and Tom Lee say, hey, the banks are going to lead next year. That might be an opportunity for DPST to make its comeback. You can see here, uh, back in November 1st, uh, October 31st, 
the algorithm got you in at 44. You're still in with confirmation. And this is huge, 115% so far. I repeat, 115% in the algorithm. Here's an example of the algorithm over two years, losing you money, but it loses you less than if you bought and held. Remember, this is a triple levered ETF, so you don't necessarily want to hold it unless you're absolutely sure that long-term regional banks are coming back. So it's, it's something that you want to look at, but it is a risk. Don't load money into this thinking I'm going to YOLO into this. So DPST, over 24 months, you have 30 positions in the algorithm. Uh, you lose 80% of the time. You win 20% of the time. Your average win, though, is 38%. That does not include this. So when we finally get out of this run, you will see how good this, this algorithm has done versus just buying and holding. The algorithm loses you 47%. But when you take a look at the long term on this one, this is what I wanted to, wanted to point out is that we've fallen so far. Now, this is a decaying asset because they use options and they use premiums to actually um, triple lever the regional banks. You're going to see this always lose money. This is not, and that's why I say it's not an investment. You will lose money on this one long term. Just like every other triple levered ETF, um, you know, T even TQQQ, even though it's been a long-term great gain, um, you still don't want to do it because if the... the uh, if the NASDAQ has a huge turnover, you're just losing too much money. So you do want to, you know, this one, you probably want to trade, but I still say you still have some room to get to the 200 day, which is at 268. I would assume $200. It's trading at $102. So another 100% gain in this one, I don't think is out of the realm of possibility. Look at the volume, how high it's been. This has been getting huge attention. So when Katie Stockton and Tom Lee say that, I kind of think, you know, eh, maybe you want to look at this. Um, so keep in mind that XLF would be a great place to buy. If you want to buy any of the banks, I do think that they're under-owned. I personally own Bank of America. In our core portfolio, we do have Bank of America. Um, do I have any other banks in here? I don't think so. Uh, no, I think Bank of America is it. I personally own Bank of America. I personally own Wells Fargo. I personally own Citicorp, um, City, uh, Bank. Uh, I do own Morgan Stanley. I don't own XLF. I just sold out of a bunch of XLY, so maybe I'll throw it into XLF. My plan was to put it into XLK, but XLK is at 52 weeks high. Eh, it's a little bit, a little bit high. Um, the U.S. announced yesterday they bought 3 million barrels to start refilling the strategic oil reserve. Uh, at an average price of $77, if we go over here to Finviz and we look down, uh, the crude oil, it's trading now at $74. So they bought it $77. At some point in time, it, it, you know, oil starts going up. I like playing UCO. UCO right now, you don't really have confirmation. I've said this before. I've written this in the newsletter. Uh, here at $27, you are in. You're trading at $28.69. You have confirmation. So if the 50-day starts turning, I think, positive and we can hold it, I think this one might be a good play. I think that oil is probably going to trade between 70 and 90. But remember, this is a triple-levered ETF. You don't want to hold on to this one. Uh, so be careful. Uh, I found a great video from Brian Stoffel, his top 10 holdings of 2024. Uh, and the number one is a new one. Uh, I thought it was a good video. I'll put it in the newsletter so you can watch it. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. 
Um, Trader Nate, I, I subscribe to his uh, newsletter, and he's got a really good, he's Transpider affiliate, he's got a really good um, chart here. And he looked at Mara, he looked at SoFi, and Neo is actually crossing up here. And it's, a, it's what's called the uh, aver average uh, VWAP, um, anchored average VWAP, I think is what it's called. Let me see what they actually call it. Um, he'll, yeah, anchored volume weighted average price. It's in Trendspider. I don't use it. Um, you know, you can subscribe to Trader Nate. I will include that chart of Neo that he he drew uh, in the newsletter. But subscribe to him if you want to read it. I'll include again a link to his in the uh, in the in the the newsletter. But you're just crossing the 200 day. And I got a question from a friend. Is Neo a good buy? And I told him, it's just hard because it's China stock. You don't know where it's going to go. They just got some influx. Um, they're expanding into Europe from a weekly perspective. You're still super, super weak on this. Um, you know, you're starting to get that upturn, but you've gotten that upturn before. If you got, if you were trading at $9 and you made it to 15, that was great. Did you know to get out? So on the four-hour algorithm, um, it, it's a little bit hard because you do still lose 66% versus just buying and holding loses you 69%. You're trading above that 200-day. But Trader Nate seems to think that, hey, uh, with At uh, Mara and SoFi, uh, he's found a pretty good um, anchored VWAP to try and look at. I thought it was interesting. It's just daily candles. Uh, yesterday, we saw the average uh, AV, average VWAP uh, break for NEO uh, with a close above on strong volume. This is a nice setup for a continuation higher if shares can hold above the VWAP and not dip back down. That's his note. I thought it was pretty interesting. I'll include it in the newsletter. I'm not investing in NEO, but I do think that you could take a trade in NEO. Now, Tesla, uh, Transpider posted yesterday, since the IPO in 2010, Tesla has a 100% win rate next, year, next week. Something to keep in mind. I wasn't a fan of this one, and, and the reason being is because, and we're going to take the, all of this stuff out, I'll remove all this, I think Tesla had a bullish run, and we still have a bullish run, you're going to, um, uh, you know, head into the the, the, the deliveries, um, the, the year-end deliveries, so far I've been getting like five emails a day from Tesla, which makes me think that they have inventory and they're wanting to sell it. Um, but 251 was the buy-in. You're trading at 256. Long term, I think you're fine. You just you got the golden cross. You're you're up above uh, the 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 nine day. I think you're okay. But if we go and we look at the seasonality, and I do what Trendspider did, and I go back to 2010. Let's just go back. Um, we'll go to 2010, June 2010, and you go to the week of the year. They're right. The 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 next week provides you a hundred percent uh win rate but i think that goes back to the first week where it's 46 percent win rate i think that's leap year and so i think that's uh you know the, the 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 weeks of the year that are the last week of the year that includes a uh, portion of next year well on the calendar we don't have a next week where we trade so I'd be a little bit careful of that one, but I do think if you got in at 251 or below, if you got in at like 200 in November, um, early November, I, I think you're fine on, on Tesla. It's expensive. It doesn't trade on valuation. You can see here, it clearly just rejected the 50-day, just bounced off the 200-day. Your oscillator, your, um, your MACD is right on the oscillator. The RSI is at 56, kind of in no man's land. 
So be careful. I think it was in- interesting. Uh, I wanted to bring it up. Dex from Spotify. These are social requests. Zoom. Thanks in advance. Really appreciate your podcast analysis. Zoom is an interesting one because this was a pandemic favorite. Uh, when we were all video conferencing on Zoom, uh, everybody thought, oh my God, this is the greatest thing. I think if we go look at a long term, I think you'll see the spike uh, during COVID. Yeah, you can see it here. January, I mean, it was interesting because I think this was one of the ones that my dad got an email from Motley Fool uh, in January. And it said, hey, Zoom is a video conferencing service. We think it's got possibilities because if the world shuts down, they need it, blah, blah, blah. You went up almost 600%. I mean, probably even higher uh, if we look at this one. Yeah, 600%. Um, So that was the time there. It's just lagged down and the 50 days starting to turn a little bit more kind of thing. You're trading at levels that you were pre-pandemic. So it, it was bound to get back there when people just realized. Um, in my notes, I put Zoom is more of an issue of a video conferencing software platform by itself uh, can't stand alone. It's not very valuable. So either they have to expand their product line or get bought And the problem is that nobody wants them. So here's the deal. If you work in an office, most offices uh, license Microsoft or license Google uh, as their kind of software, you know, word processor, um, uh, you know, PowerPoint, whatever it is, whatever you want, they license that software. Both Microsoft and Google have free tools, video conferencing tools. Why as a company are you going to pay Zoom? And, and part of the thing is Zoom is, is putting in some additional tools that Teams and uh, Google Meet don't have. So they're doing things that, that are a little bit different. I don't think it justifies the price. It's still rather expensive to its valuation. So you can see the, the PE is 99. The forward PE is 15. So as long as they keep it, they're not paying a dividend. Year to date, you're up 9%. It's not horrible. Um, your 52-week high is 85. You're 12% below that. Your average target price is 80. You're trading at 74 right now. If we look in the algorithm, the algorithm loses you 45% over two years. You lose 59% um, when you just buy and hold. This one has been in just a great run here. Uh, down here in November 1st, you were there. Uh, you're currently at a run at about 24%. Not horrible. You had your golden cross here. Uh, the, the, the 50 days continuing to move higher. But if we pull this back a little, you can see. I mean, it just regularly kind of bounces off this level of, of about 75 or so. Um, there's one in June, July. There's one in September. Uh, if I pull this back a little bit and we just look, you're seeing it back here in April. Just bounces off that 75 level. So while I think it's not a bad company, while I think you're probably fine in in looking at it, I just don't see the benefit in in, in throwing money into this one because no a nobody wants to buy it. B, I just don't see the the the, the product tools that they have. Um, I could be wrong. The most recent downgrade is equal weight to seventy dollars. Um, when we look at buys, nobody's buying it on the inside. Everybody's selling it. And they're selling it, you know, under a million dollars, about a million dollars, but nobody's buying it. There's no buys there. So I don't, I don't see Zoom as a, a super, oh my God, I've got to play it. I think there's better places to put your money. Doesn't mean don't trade it. Just, you know, it, it's not one that's going to zero. 
um, but it could still go down. Spider from Spotify, Tilray and any good cannabis stocks to invest in as we get closer to legalization. Here's the thing that you have to know about pot stock spider is, and I wrote this note, I will read this word for word. From what I know, I think drinks like Constellation brands are better uh, to invest in than pot stocks um, because there's, there's problems with keeping up with margins. Um, and, and to explain that, remember, margins are going to be key in, uh, in pot stocks actually making money. The licenses, the taxes, things of that sort, um, that's what's going to kind of weigh on the, the pot stocks. Pot stocks have not done well. This is MJ. This is an ETF of uh, pots. I mean, MJ has is, is been, just been a solid, you know, you can invest in it, you can lose money. Look, that's the pot stocks as a whole. Every pot stock that you look at is like that. And it's not because it's illegal and it's not the hurdle to illegality. It is because the illegal trade uh, is still so much stronger than the legal trade. Uh, anybody that knows edibles, anybody that knows how to get pot from uh, you know, a local dealer, yeah, you know, go to Vegas. It, it's, it's like 50% higher in the dispensaries than your local portion, you know, person. Don't ask me how I know that. I just know it. <laughs> um, I typically do the legal stuff. So if I'm in, in Colorado, if I'm in Vegas, I'm going to the dispensary just because I'm so nervous about getting caught and stuff. Um, and I don't smoke. I only do edibles. And they tend to actually have better baked edibles than somebody who I just find on the street who's selling pot. And I don't want to cook. Um, but the illegal trade is significantly a bigger one. The illegal trade also doesn't have to pay taxes. And until there's some enforceable way, uh, you know, like for instance, moonshine, uh, they they really cracked down during the time of prohibition on moonshine, and people, you know, the, the illegal trade took off. Well, when they legalized alcohol again, it took quite a while and a lot of enforcement to get that illegal trade down to where people weren't uh, selling their own moonshine for significantly less. So I, I don't think it's the the license. I think it's the enforcement. Um, as they make it legal, the illegal trade actually turns into a a bit of a, you know, hey, we're just going to sell it for cash with no uh you know no taxes, and that's how they're going to essentially try and drive those prices down and the margins go. Now, if you wanted to invest, I think constant from what I know, Constellation Brands, uh, Constellation Brands is uh. To, to, to STC. This is the one I think they've taken a stake in Tilray and stuff like that. It's trading under the 200 day. You're seeing it kind of just bounce in there long term. I think this is one of the ones that should get. And I think drinks, to be honest with you, are probably the next step. They will make them taste better. They will make them, you know, you don't have to smoke. There's a lot of people who just don't like smoking. And I got to tell you, when I go to one of the places where it's legalized, like Vegas, like Washington, D.C., uh, and other places, oh my God, the smell is horrific in public places. So I think that's going to be part of the crackdown as well, is smoking, you know, smoking marijuana and stinking of marijuana. It's not going to be a good thing when it gets legalized. So the illegal trade, I think, just becomes, and it, there's a lot of problems. So I wouldn't try and take the jump on this. I wouldn't try and time it. But if you wanted to, I would take the more of the MJ uh, ETF or uh, Constellation Brands or one of the drinks. Um, I come from the land of lizards <laughs> from Spotify. R-Y-C-E-Y. Uh, this is Rolls-Royce. Um, 
And this is, you know, it's a holding company. So it, it's out of Britain. Uh, it's over the counter. So you, when you're trading it, um, you know, good luck in, in connecting the dots from, you know, buyer to seller. It does have enough volume that I think you'd be fine. I don't particularly like trading in stocks like this. Um, I don't think that you're going to from $3.56 to $400 anytime soon. Uh, it's a good rebound. You just on the weekly, you just had the, 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 um, the cross up, the golden cross here. Uh, RC, uh, RYCEY isn't even in, um, in uh, Finviz. It is in Seeking Alpha. So we go over here to Seeking Alpha and we look at RY, let's see, Rolls Royce uh, Holdings, um, RYCEY right there. You can see it, it's it's got a buy on, from Seeking Alpha analysts. Wall Street analysts have it as a buy. It's been a good stock. Uh, I just don't, you know, I don't know enough about this one. It's an over-the-counter stock. I, I think everything points to it's a good buy. I don't know enough about it. You can see the 52-week range. You're up at the 52-week high. $3.97 you're trading at $3.86. Um, you know, earnings per share, not crazy, you know, $0.11. Cents. PE is 15 that's not crazy. Um, there's nothing crazy about this one. Everybody seems to like it. What I would do if I were you, uh, land of the, uh, I come from the land of lizards, I'd probably subscribe to to, to Seeking Alpha. Uh, in fact, I think today, yeah, today I think it's 169. I think they lowered the price down to 169. If you want to take a look, go over here to Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E, and look at that second link. It's up to $50 off. Um so when they lower the price, you'd still get fifty dollars off. But I think it's uh, one sixty-seven is where it's at. So if you want to uh, look at Rolls Royce and other stuff, because you can look at Piers, um, you can go over here and look at Piers, and they've got a bunch of other ones, uh, LHX, BAA systems, things of that sort. Um, it's mostly defense stuff um, and aero system stuff. Uh, I looked at a little bit. Nothing popped out at me that oh my god, I've got, it's super exciting, and I've got to get in on this. Other than the weekly, looks really good. In my mind, I, th I don't think it's a bad trade. I think it's a good one. Um, Costco, speaking of things, Costco's ex-dividend date is today. It is down 1.66% to 660. Uh, if you wanted to buy this and get the $15 dividend in, July, in January, you can buy it today. You have to hold it until uh, tomorrow morning. But you can buy it today. At the, the close of today's record, you can start to sell, I believe. Um, but it is a $15 special dividend, which is about 2%. Um, let's see. What's 15 divided by 663? The answer is approximately 0 0.0226. So for holding for a, uh, you know, a day, you could get a 2.2. Remember, that $15 comes out of the stock tomorrow. So say it closes at $660, $660, it would be down to $645 it would open up at tomorrow. Just know it comes out. I think that, you know, typically dividends come out. The stock, you know, the only people that really kind of drive that price up are the people who kind of don't understand that the dividend comes out of it. And they're like, oh my God, it dropped down. I'm going to buy this. Nah, eh, probably something. You know, you trade in my algorithm, and the algorithm doesn't have you out, probably isn't going to get you out tomorrow, but you see the MACD is super high. It's crossing down. The RSI is at 70, 74, 70, 70 it looks like. 
um, coming off of like 80. So it's just been overbought. It's too much for me. Even that 2% dividend for me, I'm kind of thinking I'll just buy it tomorrow at about 640 or 630 and, and make the money back when it starts rising again. Costco, great company, great investment. It's just been a really good one. Um, so the scans, let's look at some scans. TSM. This is Taiwan Semi. I said, hey, get this under 100. Uh, it's at 105 right now. It's got another leg up. I mean, that that MACD is kind of crossing up there. I talk about it all the time. My, my algorithm is based on MACD. Um, that RSI at 62, it's a little bit overbought. At 105, I'd probably wait for it to be get a little cooled off. But if we go to the weekly, you can see that 50-day is just crossing up on that 200-day. You've got a, a great, great opportunity, I think, here to maybe get back to the 120s if we continue up there. The problem is you have with Taiwan Semi, I will point this out, is that she told Biden he is going to take back Taiwan in no uncertain terms. Uh, he wants it to be peaceful, but he's going to take it back. You don't know when that's going to happen. You don't know how it's going to happen. If it does happen, Taiwan Semi is located in Taiwan. That's a problem. Because that 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 would probably, you know, again, any Chinese company can't issue stock um, to, you know, you can't you can't own stock if you're not a Chinese citizen in a Chinese company. If they start to take back Taiwan, what does that do for TSM stock here in the U.S.? Don't know. But it's an interesting one. Pepsi. Um, I've talked about this one and Coke. Pepsi, I think, is a $180 stock. It's trading right now at $168. You're seeing it just kind of balloon up. You know, again, I don't think $168 is crazy price for this one. When we look at the weekly, it's kind of on the bottom of this range. So I put this range in long, long ago. Uh, it was before it made this downturn. And I said, hey, it's kind of, you know, at the top of this range. Um, so I would expect it to kind of break down a little bit. It did break down. Look at that MACD. Pepsi is probably a pretty good, if you believe in colas, if you believe in salty snacks, Pepsi is a pretty good one. We had a um, question about Jeppy the other day, and I said, hey, Jeppy is just for income. Um, Jeppy, you can see this one, 5.6. It's got another leg up. It's got a cross up here. So, you know, if you want to get into Jeppy and you want some income on that one, I don't think long-term it makes sense, but... Uh, we had a couple of triple levered ETFs that seem to have gotten a, a cross up on the MACD, but there's no uh, no uh, confirmation above the nine day. So I'd be very careful if you're thinking that you're going to buy SQQQ, which is a triple levered ETF on the downside on the bear side. It's an ultra pro short of the Qs. Um, this is one that I would probably not take the trade on right now. I'd rather wait till you get to 34. Than to dry and buy it, at, or I'm sorry, 14, uh, than to dry and buy it at 13. I'd rather have that handle at 14 and have the confirmation above that nine day. Uh, yes, the MACD is way down. Yes, the RSI is way down. Do not try and time this one. Uh, get into the run early when you have confirmation. Try and do that one. Now, an ultra short of the, uh, the S&P, SPXU, also got a cross up. Same exact thing. Wait. Be patient. There's no reason to get into this one when you don't have confirmation. Yes, the MACD is down. Yes, the RSI is down. Do not try and time it. Wait for the confirmation. I'd rather see you get in at nine with a nine handle than to try and time it at eight. Because again, if you got in here at nine, you never had a chance to make money because you never really got confirmation. There was never really a move. 
So wait for this one to try and get some confirmation. Um, let me see if there's any. Zoom had a cross-up. Another one that had a cross-up is ARKK. Um, and I'll show you a double-levered ETF on the this ARK fund. But this one got a cross-up. You can see that MACD is just riding super high. The RSI is up at 63, totally overbought. I wouldn't buy into this one right now, but when you look at a long term, and and I posted this, I think I posted this in the um, the the paid newsletter. I'm tempted, and I may have just wrote these notes, written these notes, and not posted this at all. But I'm tempted to get back into ARKG, and uh, it's up 55% from November. Uh, it's up even a little bit more than than when I wrote this note. It's just below its 200 day, and if you get the, the 50 days moving positive. This one's an interesting one because you still have 36% just to get back to the 200 day. If we go to a monthly and we go out a little bit longer, um, you can see there is no 200 day, but you're below that 50 day. And that 50 day is at 73, 72. So you still have a significant move up here of about 43% to get up there. So it, it's an interesting one, but if you think that is going to move, T-A-R-K is a, a double-levered ETF based on A-R-K-K. Look at this move. Uh, back here from the beginning of November, 125%. 125% in this one. And we just had another MACD cross-up on the four-hour. You can see this one. Uh, it's still got confirmation on the weekly. Still moving up. We don't even have a 200-day because this is a rather new ETF. That 50 days moving positive, you have all the confirmation in the world. Um, but again, this is a double levered ETF on the ARKK. I will include all of the rest of the um, the rest of the, uh, the the scans in the newsletter. Uh, how do you get the newsletter? You go over here to uh, Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Daily Stock Pick. The newsletter is down here. Um, it's dailystockpick.substack.com. It is free. It is free. There will probably won't be one tomorrow, uh, but I will post. I usually post every day that I do a podcast. I post the uh, the notes, the notes along with it, um, all the charts, uh, links to all of the the episodes, uh, videos, anything that I find during the day that I I think you should know about. I also at the end post the scans, and if I think it's a, a, a kind of a great chart, I'll usually post the chart. If you ever see a scan, you want me to post the chart, just let me know. But that's how you get to the newsletter. Um, Trendspider, let's see what their, I think their, their sale may have ended. Um, but if you can still get it, did they extend it? Uh, it is now, yeah, they extended it a little bit in the five more days. I think they're going till the end of the year uh, for with this under $400 price. They haven't given me total uh, thing. Don't wait on this because again, um, you know, the, the best deal that you're going to get is this under $400. And I, I think you just start the year off with the tools that you need. And TrendSpider is one of those tools that you need. Um, I, I it, Listen, it's essential for me to have TrendSpider. So I tend to you know, not BS anybody. Uh, if you don't want to tip me, if you don't want to say, hey, thank you for all your work, buy TrendSpider, get yourself a tool. I mean, I, I'm an affiliate, so I do get paid when you guys get paid, when you guys pay for it. 
uh, Seeking Alpha. I'm also an affiliate. Like I said, I think today is the 167. Uh, it goes till the end of the year for just for three more days. I think you save an additional $25 off the regular, off the my discounted price of 180 something. So click on that link. Um, the biggest thing you can do for the new year, and I did this last year, was uh, I cl clicked on a link and I signed up for Weeble. I got some free stocks um, from somebody who was an affiliate. I'm an affiliate, so I get some free stocks. Um, but if you sign up for Weeble, uh, I put $1,000 in there last year. And I have grown that to, let's see, it's, it's replaced my sports betting. Um, my sports betting, uh, I've grown it to $3,739. So, um, it's been a great, great thing. It, uh, I used to lose money on sports. Now I, I make money on stocks. I'm better at stocks than I am at sports. So you get that. If you got a new phone, uh, I just got my parents two new iPhone 14s for the, uh, for Christmas, uh, visible. I don't think you can beat this. I get, and I'm personally on this $25 a month. Uh, it's unlimited. If you don't want to deal with the deprioritized data stuff, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. You do get faster 5G um, on the $35 one. It's $10 more a month. Again, if you're single like me, you don't have family, you know, four phones to put on a Verizon phone plan or a T-Mobile phone plan, Visible is the way to go because it's $35. That includes taxes and fees. So it's $35 out the bat. I get my bill every month for 25 bucks, uh, you know, porting your number in super simple. I tried to put, it took me four hours yesterday to get my parents' phone numbers off of AT&T, um, to port them over. That was crazy. Nuts, nuts. These new phone companies, they do it so much better. It's online support. It's fantastic. You get right through. I was able to chat with about five different people um, at Visible before AT&T even picked up the phone when I was on hold. And there's no chatting with AT&T online. Sure, you can go to the store, but there's you know they can't do anything for you. So douches, just douche. Uh, if you are in the the market for a Tesla, uh, use this link. You'll get $500 off. You get three months of full driving, uh, blah, blah, blah. AT&T, refer a friend. Um, you know, I do have fiber at my house. So that's it. Uh, if you want to follow me on Savvy Trader, the core portfolio is over in Savvy Trader. Uh, I've got two, one, one trading portfolio. Uh, it's $25 a month, but I, do, I don't do enough to justify it. Subscribe to my uh my newsletter rather than subscribe to the, the, the trading portfolio over here. But the core portfolio is free. You can subscribe to it. I put names in here and out of here. It's usually once a quarter. I didn't do it this quarter because I did it last quarter. And I'm pretty good with, with what's in here. Coke was going to come out and Pepsi was going to come out. I just kept them in here. Um, and the reason I kept them in here is because I don't want to sell them at, at you know in the core portfolio under 60 and I don't want to sell uh, Pepsi under 180. They'll hit that. Trust me, they'll get back to that that price. Uh, it won't be a problem. But this is the third. If you're new to trading, this is the portfolio that you want to try and build. And and and, and so if we compare this, let's just. I started this in June, so I started this at the highs in June. And when you look at it, um, the corp daily stock pick core portfolio from the highs in June down 0.45 percent. SPY is up 0.19, so I'm not quite beating SPY. Uh, let's look at the Qs. Um, the Qs, uh, I, oh, yeah, I'm down 0.45%. The Qs are up 0.44%. Um, IWM, the, the small caps, 
Uh, I'm down 0.94. How am I down 0.94? I don't know how this works. Oh, that's one week. Let's say all. I was wondering, how am I not beating SPY and QQQ? Uh, SPY, let's see. Uh, SPY, the daily stock pick core portfolio, is up 9.8% since June. Uh, SPY is up 8.27%. So, yeah, I'm beating that. Let's see about IWM. I think I'm beating IWM. No, IWM is up 10%. I'm only up 9.8%. IWM uh, is the small cap. Uh, Q's is up, let's see, Q's is up 11%. I'm up 9.2. So I'm beating the S&P. It's been a pretty good year. Uh, and, and IWM seems to have come back since June. Uh, it came back with a vengeance. So if you want to follow me over there on Savvy Trader, it's a great tool. I say journal your trades. You should sign up for it anyway. If you want to gift me, Venmo, PayPal, Cash App are all right here. Um, yeah, and if you want any of the social media, Facebook, uh, X, Twitter, Vaz, Vase, whatever you think, uh, and Instagram, yeah, and YouTube. So, okay, take care. I'll talk to you guys. Not tomorrow, the no-show tomorrow. I will probably talk to you Thursday. No, I'm sorry, Friday. Friday, I'll probably have a show. Okay, Every care, morning bye. I wake up to the sound of the trading bell. My heart starts to pound. and fears.